0: Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design.
1: Everybody. Welcome to Dear Alice.
0: What's up, Jess? Hey.
1: <laughs> how are you guys? Good. Good. Good, uh, good work.
0: A giggly bunch Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Just uh, take two. So I know. That's why the first funny. one was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think y'all are gonna hear that, but that was really funny.
2: Uh, this is awesome. Good yeah.
1: times. Um, today we had a listener question. So I think it's gonna just be a lot of us chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody wanted to know how did you two ladies become such good friends? And she loves our carpool QA, by the way way. And that's from Brandy Lovell. Yeah. Lavelle. Lavelle. Lavelle.
2: Lavelle. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Lavelle. Thank you, Brandy. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Good question. And we felt like it could be really fun to tell the story of us, I know. right? Our love story. Mm. Yeah. People love a good, people love a story and they might not know where we came from or how we got here. So we'll just, we'll just do it Get all over it. again. Yeah. I, know. I don't know if we've fully done it before, but I feel like bits of this have come up in every podcast. So we're all going to just put it all together in one and tell the story. Oh, so, right. um, so the story starts out like this. It's September, 2008. And Jessica has had this idea for, Probably over a year now that I need to open my own furniture store. I'm currently living an hour away from the location where we decide to sign the lease. Why Orem?
2: I was asked, I have always wondered that and I yeah, don't
1: know. Good question. So where we were is Orim, to all those people that are uh, listening. Yeah, totally. Or those of you that live in Utah, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. So we were living in a city called Farmington.
2: Which is north of Salt Lake. Which is
1: north of Salt Lake, about twenty-five minutes, twenty twenty-five minutes. Our best friends were living down in Provo, Utah, which is where Brigham Young University is and um, University of Utah. So it's a big college town, and just tons and tons of people. It's the biggest city south of Salt Lake City, so it's the next big hub down. And our best friends live down there. And our best friend said you really need to open a furniture store and I want to invest in you. So let's do it. So it was kind of him was like the gas in my tank. And I was like, okay, how would that work? So we needed to match the capital that he would come up with. And the only way we need to do that was to liquidate our life and to rent a house and use all the money that we had saved up in this home that we'd been living in for seven years, Rolled which the gas. was exactly. Yeah. Can you guys imagine right cool. now in your own minds, putting everything you own on red? I'm I, chasing a dream
2: literally That's against my interior. Yeah, right? I can't interior do Interior
1: coat, Yeah. 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 You like are probably slowly sweating underneath your shirt right I, now. Exactly. Thinking yeah. about it. How on earth I'm like, why did Adam say yes to this? Cause this was my dream. I'm not like the main income winner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Adam already had a job and he was so supportive and was like, yeah, let's do it. So we were like, okay, let's sell what we thought was our dream home, which was a street on Alice lane in Farmington, Utah And it was just this cute little bedroom community up on the bench. We had pretty views, nice neighborhood, half acre lot, not a dream house by any means. This is like 4,000 square feet, which is nice. Oh, like someone's dream house, yeah. yeah." And I built the house when I was 27 with my 27-year-old ideas and 27-year-old taste, which is probably highly influenced by Pottery Barn and Restoration Hardware, right? Like most of us. So um, anyway... We say, okay, let's do it. We hit a furniture market in Las Vegas. The Vegas market was brand new, so it wasn't very well attended by sure vendors is. yet. Yeah. So the sl- the pickings were slim, but we didn't feel like we were big time enough to go to the big market, like we had to cut our teeth somewhere. So we decide we're going to do this. We go to a market, we pick up our lines. We've signed a lease on a store that's 5,000 square feet. It's 10,000 US dollars a month in 2008. I'm like, I've never paid that much for anything. Mm -hmm. My car payments certainly never been to $10,000 a month and neither has my house. Mm. So this was like really putting it all on red and you know, as many metrics as you want to do, you still don't have any idea. Also keep in mind what happened in the fall of 2008 when we actually opened our doors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's part of the reason I was stressed. That
1: was a missile. That was a missile hitting the earth (laughs) that Suzanne Hall just did. So the economy falls off the cliff right when we decide to open and we put everything we own on red, right? Liquidated everything. I mean, I have a car. Adam has a car that's been paid for by Eli Lilly because he was a drug rep at the time. And they give you a free car. OK, so mm-hmm. once his drug rep job goes away, which is the plan, once the store gets open, then Adam and I now have a car. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, side note, this is off topic. But Adam's best friend that's gone in our business together when we moved down to be in the city near him, because he's like, if we're going to do this, so we need to be neighbors because I've always wanted to live by you guys. So, we totally do that, which is crazy because we have a really good network where we live we our, it's a far enough away that be young, people aren't right? going to do this, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. What am I, 32 at the time? Yeah. So, anyway, I still can't believe we do this. So, Adam's best friend is like, hey, we live by each other. Let's buy motorcycles. So one day we come home, I'm in the m- oh middle of construction and Adam pulls up on a Harley and I'm like, we don't have money for Harleys. What are, why did you get a Harley? We're business owners <laughs> He's now. like, it's cheaper than a car. I'm like, you're not driving a motorcycle. You also, we just learned has a hole in his heart and is having migraines. And I'm like, I don't think you should be driving it. In not a vehicle, like you know what I mean. <laughs> I think you need bubble wrap You're around you and four well, wheels, well, no, no, no. not two wheels that require balance. But okay, <laughs> so that was kind of a side note. Um, so we did put it all on red, and Adam put a little more on red and went for a Harley. And we did the build out, and we opened the doors in September of 2008. And I'm like, well, okay, it's gonna be me and I'm gonna work. Um, I, I'm going to work this, the store. And I didn't know if that was like a front desk job. If I'm like doing d- retail displays, if I'm helping customers, no clue. I have never worked for a retail store before. So
2: did you have furniture like coming in from Vegas market that you're going to style the floor? With?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And it all landed in time. We didn't have a warehouse. So little, it landed little, slim, little, in a thousand yeah. square feet that was kind of oh, behind yeah. the store in a hallway. Mm-hmm. So we would stack couches on their end right? Like up on one arm.
2: I remember getting to the fridge back there. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's yep. exactly. Yes. Yep. You had to like kind thread the needle mm-hmm. yep. to get down there to get your lunch out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So anyway, so we open up the doors, Adam Bennett's there and Adam's going to do the books and he's going to also help people. Cause Adam had a, a job once selling furniture on a showroom job and was like salesman of the year, like did a really good job selling. So I'm like, yeah, Adam knows what to do. And then we hire my little brother, Jake. Who's like also a working retail and um, somebody walks in the front door. It's the first day we hear the little bell and we're hanging up fabrics in the back and Jake goes, go get it. And I go, you go get it. And he's like, you go get it. It's your store. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Like so crazy. (laughs) So it's September. Thank goodness. Somebody was walking in the store first of all. Right. I know. So yeah, I go up, I ask him like you and
0: you're listening
1: Yeah. I know. Uh, Thanks for coming in. (laughs) Exactly. So anyway, yeah, we did the whole build out. We did a complete remodel on this building. It was really ugly and we made it cute. I wish we had before and after pictures. You guys would love seeing this. Um, And the great thing about this store was it was on the busiest intersection in all of Utah County, which is University Parkway, Parkway right. and State Street, and we're right on the corner. And the store is all glass on two on those two sides on the corner, so you can see right in. So at night, especially when all the lamps are on, it's just like this glowing postcard of a store, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of people drove by it. In fact, in the Rachel Parsell podcast, she talked about driving by it to go to UVU and thinking someday, my dream would be. To buy all my stuff from that store, you know? Mm. So it's making impressions for sure, the store was. Mm. And there wasn't a lot, there wasn't really anything in our space in that town. They had rustic, they had Tuscan, they had overstuffed furniture, big, huge patterns, but they didn't have anything transitional in 2008. Mm. So we we're kind of also um, making a different mark pioneering. and tri- pioneering this new style. Mm for our area, especially, I'm not saying we invented transitional. I'm just saying we were the first to do it in Utah at the time. So anyway, um, yeah, so we just had these few employees and I had hired an interior designer probably like, you know, a few weeks of opening and we hadn't really worked together. And what, what I learned from working with her was, um, that we didn't work great together and that we weren't a good fit and that was okay. I mean, you know, she could go work somewhere else. And so we parted ways and shortly after that, or maybe even while we were still doing it, it was painful. Suzanne Hall walks in the door. Is it's it? December of 08. December of 08. So we've Those been open. Around Christmas. Two months. Three months. Two months.
0: You guys still had Christmas up.
1: Yes. So Suzanne walks in the door, and Suzanne, take it away.
0: Okay. So I on this busy intersection, there was a sandwich place called Sensuous Sandwich, which oh, is yeah. so funny that there's a sandwich place called Sensuous Sandwich. There was a
1: strip mall behind mm-hmm. behind the store, so mm-hmm. this store was freestanding on the corner, and then behind it, so you can visualize a strip mall. And then it was a sandwich shop where we often had to run to get food because all the time we never we had to pack like
0: Leave real fast. Anyway, so my family like goes. It's Christmas time. We're probably Christmas shopping, and they're like, "Hey, let's just go grab a sandwich after the mall." And so we're sitting there, and I look over at what and like the center of this plaza, right, the city on the corner. This used to be what Jess Bennett created, like this beautiful little store. It was once a like a Halloween spirit store. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah. Um, it was a mattress store, like. Cause Utah loves a mattress store. It was all these different things. I never, ever like paid much in mind to it. Right. And I look over and I see this like darling little white plastered building with like black and white striped awnings and these like um, the lion knockers on the doors on the side and all this glass. And I'm just like, pray tell what happened to the Halloween spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. And I was just like, I excused myself. Everybody was probably still eating. I'm just like, I'm going to go over there. I'll catch y'all in a little bit. And so I went over there and the only people that were inside the store was Adam Bennett was at the front desk. And then you were like, I don't know, probably like styling a table or something. And I saw these two people. And at the time I was working for a firm in downtown Salt Lake, but I lived in Provo. So I was commuting about an hour Mm -hmm. a day. And I was already kind of like, gosh, I'm really like over the commute. Like I wish there was something in Utah County because my husband was going to school down here. And I'm like, I wish that there was something like a place that I felt like was worth not working for a firm downtown, right? That I could just be down here, closer to my family, and and yeah, I met Adam and Jess, and it was just this small, you know, small little outfit, but it was different, and it was it was transitional. And I, you know, I I had worked for the magazine did an internship in Alabama for Southern accents, you know, I, I'd seen things outside of Utah, but every firm place that I worked for in Utah was this Tuscan. We call it Cheskin cause it's cheap Tuscan cause it's not really Tuscan y'all. It's not Tuscany, but that's all I had had experience with and the firms and things that I had experience with the, the one that I worked for, I didn't connect with, you know, or like, there were just like things that were off in our relationship. And, and so I knew that I, I wasn't, the place I was at wasn't where I would be long-term you know, and it wasn't what I wanted to do or the style that I resonated with. And I didn't, you know, I did the, I did the day-to-day things. I was good at them. I delivered what they needed to get done, but it wasn't like my final landing place where I felt secure. Anyway. And so I meet Jess and Adam and there was just like such a light about them. And I just like loved the whole space and I loved the style. And I bought some porcelain magenta pine cones that day that I still have to this day, I'll probably never give them up because that was the first thing I bought that day that I met Adam and Jess.
1: Just to clarify, the brand name was Magenta, <laughs> and no, that they were the and they were white porcelain hat, um, pine were cones. They Really pretty, <laughs> yes, uh, they're really
0: amazing. pretty. Sorry, that was really confusing. <laughs> Only Jess and I got that one. Anyway, so I buy these pine cones, I leave, and I, I had told them that I'd worked for a firm, but you know, like asked them questions about their business, and you know, I think you had just gotten rid of your first interior designer. And so you guys said that you were looking. And so I got your card. We exchanged numbers. I'm like, Hey, let's keep talking. And then just over the next few months, we just kept talking. I can't remember the exact moment of events. Cause I, I met you in December of 08 and I started like April of 09. But in, I think it was in April, I think Adam had set up, you guys were designing, um, we have Parade of Homes here in Utah, which is like, where a builder, like you submit your home that's being built to the Parade of Homes. And then, you know, thousands of people tour it during this like little moment in time. And so you guys had gotten a Parade Home, Lot 44 in Stonegate. Stonegate
1: hmm. is a very prestigious neighborhood in there. It's down on the yeah. Provo River it was a gated community at the time, and they had built this gorgeous home as a spec home, and because it was 2008, they were it was not moving. No inventory was moving, so they thought, maybe if we invest in furnishings um, and give this make this thing look like it's alive and it has a heartbeat, maybe somebody will buy the home. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what made them think to ask this brand new furniture shop in town to take it on, but they we were thrilled... Fun beyond belief. I'm sure we gave them all the furniture for our cost. Uh Um, you know, like we made no money on it, I'm sure. But I felt like it'd be a really good way to sort of do a working interview Mm -hmm. and Sue and I could come together and work on this project together. And that'd be the best way of seeing like, how well did we get together? So I think we just paid you by the hour yeah, and we just sort of worked on this house Mm -hmm. pulling inventory. And I don't know if we ordered things or why because the parade at home would, would have been in june and it was april yeah so it would have been like quick ship ordered,
0: i think we were like or
1: ordered stuff yeah.
0: styling and like i don't know we i can't remember all the details but i just remember meeting her at the lot 44 and we just worked together for the day and i'm like that was really fun mm-hmm. you know and like, i was just like gosh that didn't even feel like work that was so much fun and so then i came on full time because i just had so much fun Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Life's too short. (laughs) Do you remember when she came in?
1: Yeah, like I remember working together on that home and just being like, she has great ideas. This is great. And I was feeling a little bit like heels dug in, like kind of gun shy, like looking for signs that it was going to be like working with this other person that was really firm in their ideas. That I was like, that's not great or that's not a good lifestyle or that's not believable or whatever. It was more student mentality. Like we can tell a student project for sure. And so what I learned too, is that it doesn't pay to get the person right out of school always. That sometimes having a point of view and experience and having cut your teeth a little bit somewhere else Mm -hmm. was also a really good thing. And even though we paid Suzanne probably double what we paid that first person it more than made up for it in spades because the quality of our work changed. And what Adam said to Suzanne was high tide raises all boats. And you were our high tide that came in. Mm -hmm. And she um, was like, oh, what about so-and-so that I used to work with? She'd be a great fit for here. And so she would reach out and sure enough, they'd come on board. And then all of a sudden our tide raised again. And their skills worked really well together with my skills. And it was this family, like a real family feeling. And we loved it so much that we would stay The store would open at 10 and close at 7. Yeah. We would lock the doors at 7, and then that's when we would start our work.
0: That's when we design.
1: Yeah, and we would sometimes be like, let's rearrange the showroom, let's work on these homes. And it was really normal to just go home at 12, 1 in the morning. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot, this is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us. When we started sleeping on Cozy Earth, you can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your your, um, hand. It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so Addictive. I can't sleep with anything but Cozy Earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, Also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with Cozy Earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care, your sleep health, if you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is dear alice for an exclusive
0: 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Yeah. I think it's interesting too because I've said this before that design firms like usually open, they establish themselves as a design firm and they're working on other people's homes and then they might navigate opening up a little boutique store, you know, cause I think it's honestly, it's probably every girl's dream when they're younger to like work at a little antique shop or work at an Airbnb or a bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you had all totally. these dreams like when we were little girls. Um, but it's never, I'd never ever seen, I'd worked at other firms, but I'd never seen a store turn like there was a store first and did interior design kind of on the side you know mm-hmm. but it was fun because we'd get all this merchandise and inventory and then like that's what we used you know like we didn't even have CAD at the beginning i was hand drafting mm-hmm. stuff guys are yeah. using my student version on my laptop uh-huh. um, we were we were cowboys y'all but yeah. we had so much fun and we would just be like in our heels and our dresses just scooting furniture and seeing what worked best and like thinking about the person's personal things and like drawing and sketching things out. And it really became a design laboratory Mm -hmm. and we would do that again. We'd work the floor and help people from 10 to seven and then doors shut down. And then it was just like Cinderella's mice, just like scurrying about, you know, trying to put together this thing because they're going to come into the store the next day and we're going to show them what we put together for them, you know, and like lift the curtain and it would be so much fun, but we just had so much fun and it gave It gave us the advantage of something that school can never do, which is learning how to style Mm -hmm. and learning how to like work with actual physical samples of things. Because like even the places that I worked before you, you have all like the dimensions you're putting it on CAD. You're just like, I don't know, you're young. You're just like, I guess I'm just going to pray that this like all fits in there. We'll see, you know, you're just young. And anyway, it just gave us a lot more confidence I think Mm -hmm. because we were able to actually use physical models, you know, and figuring out what looks good together, what heights on arms look good together. And so I think that I'm really proud that we know scale so well mm-hmm. because we worked with it for so long physically. Yeah. Like literally pushing it around because we know that that one will look better over here than it does over here, you know? Yep. And yeah, we were just, we'd stay until like 10, 12, one, two. It didn't like, yeah. just until we got what we needed to get done done. Like,
1: yeah. And it was passion, you know, there's, I, I started thinking, I work with a doctor that I really love out of state. And I'm like, why are you so good? You're so much better than the other endocrinologists I've used to treat my diabetes. And he's so good. Mm. And I'm like, why are you so good? And he said, it's passion. Like it's, he's obsessed with, with, with it, with the latest medications, with, with combining certain things, different elements. Have you tried this? What about hitting it from this way? And so it's not just your normal prescription of what to do. He doesn't take insurance either. And so he's not limited by, you know, how much time he spends with you or any of those normal beliefs. And, you know, he's, te- he's taught at, um, you know, at the university at USC and just very, very passionate. And I was like, that so resonates with me because I feel like we are passionate what we do. It wasn't about the paycheck ever. It was about love of the game. And it was about getting to our... We'd
0: be so excited when we are just like, you guys, I just sold something. Did you see that? (laughs) They paid for it all in one one lump sum? Wow.
1: (laughs) I know, and then we'd be surprised if something went well. But really, we were doing the time, and we were getting to our 10,000 hours. We were figuring out as we go. We were taking risk. We were pulling magazines apart. And we were really just figuring out (laughs) how how to be great. Yeah. And when we look back at it, we always have to laugh and say we were cowboys then Ooh. because the operation today is so much more sophisticated yeah. and today we're 140 people big and we have, you know, one of the largest firms. We've got a 40,000 square foot warehouse in another city and we do a lot of shipping and receiving and then we have two massive design teams that have 10 people each on them and we're really doing the work of our dreams. Yeah. Designing castles on the hill is what we call them in-house. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you remember when we would like I was looking we were looking at magazines and we were just like, you know we would really like take this next levels if we had like books, yeah. And so, like, I'm gonna bring my books in from my house. Yeah, you bring in your books from. Let's see what. Let's see what happens. Like, we really were cowboys. We would just. Yeah, we're just funny. Come yeah. And like, and then so, we're like, no, the books aren't for so, sale. The
1: books aren't for sale. The books. are Display only. And then we Sorry, were like, my, that's my handwriting. And like, there. probably five years in, we're like, I wonder if we could buy books to sell. And then we finally got accounts
0: to do that. But yeah. Every now and again, like one will pop up. I'm like, oh, that's like vintage Slane, Like what <laughs> they would use on the floor. <laughs> and it's so funny to just, oh. just like. Oh. anyway but it was just fine I think the, the reason I'm saying that is because we learned together you yeah. know like we're just like figuring this out like we were both young we're both just like starting this thing and we're just like you know it would be cool books you uh-huh. know like let's <laughs> do that And like yeah. it, but it was just like everything and we were just like idea pile on an idea on an idea and it just like kept getting bigger and better and then we and then enter Corey yeah, yeah. and then gosh I was gonna say one more thing I just wanted to say on here is that I remember when I put in my um, notice at my previous job, and my boss told me. And again, this is beginning of 09, markets crash, retail's dying, every retail store in Park City shutting down. Like everybody's, it's like flies dropping. And she's like, You're making career suicide by doing this. You know that, right? And I was just like, I think there's something to it. I just feel good about it.
2: It kind of goes back to like, Jess and Adam's thought, like yeah. you can't, you can't always use data. I mean, I, I've, I feel like I've said this and, you know, just when we're like meeting and stuff with, um, the rest of the team, but I think data is great, but you can't always say like, well, this is happening. So therefore I need to make this decision. Sometimes it needs to be purely gut. And it's like, I don't know yeah. why I'm going for this, but I am. Mm-hmm. And I mean, had you guys known what was coming in 2008? You we wouldn't don't have done pull, it. Pull the trigger, yeah. That's just yeah. like
0: months, like a few months. Yeah. yeah. Decision making. And
1: right? I feel like one of the recipes for success was that we were able to take designers because the market was slowing down from other firms and put them in our firm. And we had only known startup. We never knew it big, and so we never 08. shrunk. We <laughs> only ever knew growth. We've only ever known growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but when you start out in two thousand eight and you and your husband are employees, you know, zero and one, (laughs) one and two, and your brother's another one. Like we only have any, you know, the only way to go is up. Adam and I shared a salary of $60,000 for years in, in the beginning. Yeah. So we were like basically paying ourselves nothing. And, um, yeah, we were just like love of the game just trying to figure it out as we go.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. Kind, of, kind of like our, the new showroom. Like had we yeah. known what was coming, like it was going to be the most expensive time to build in the history of the United States. Like we wouldn't have done it, yeah, we but have. we just kind of, yeah, just like pushed forward. I'm going to like for myself, time that I've ever just like let caution to the wind and just go for something like that's been the most magical things that yeah. happened to me.
1: Well, and I have to say in going hard at it mm-hmm. because I don't think anybody could have outworked us. In the beginning, I don't think any furniture store put in the amount of time hours effort that we, you Those know, I think they hours. were locking the doors at six o'clock and going home and having a nice warm meal. Mm. And we were trying to make something out of Sally's gas station Chevron <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. off the shelf a, with an expiration date <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or yeah. having a sensuous sandwich again for the fifth time that week. Yeah, Because we didn't really want to take time to eat because we had this burning fire to be able to get through work that we wanted to do in a day and there's just something really fun about being involved in that startup zone. Yeah. I think that's um kind of fun. And um do you probably
0: remember, approvals? Approvals. Oh my gosh, tell them. <laughs> so embarrassing. You guys, no, I just think I, I think it's such a cool story that we did all these things just trying to
2: figure it out, right? Yeah. We're just a bunch of just the systems. Just like of- <laughs> by the time I like the the st- processes you guys had put into place. I mean, definitely was like with much thought and <laughs> yeah. uh, some failures. Yeah. Way, right. Uh, but you yeah, you like, learn
0: from your failures.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Approvals
0: would be if someone would come in and they're like, I need to furnish my living room. I'm like, fantastic. Let's put something together. I'll start sketching. Jess is pulling things. Um, are like, okay, yeah, we can totally deliver in five days and we're going to bring all these things, and we're going to just like, we're going to stage it and get it all perfect. And then you tell us if you like it. And if you like it, you keep it and you pay uh-huh. for it. And if you don't, we'll take it and we'll, we'll, deliver we'll, we'll it back load to the it all oh, back I into the truck. And then we'll take it back to our store and put it back in our, you know, skinny, like the storage room <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> until we me. can like muscle it and put it on the floor. Yeah. Anyway, that is like the love of the freaking game. Totally. Because I remember, I remember there was like, there was one I know. Nancy, <laughs> yeah. where I go. And it actually was so beautiful. I can still remember every piece of my mind and it looked beautiful. And she yelled up to her husband, which I never saw by the way. I just only heard her voice, his voice. And she's like, what do you, what did you think? Did you see everything in the living room, hon? And he's just like, take it away, leave the chair. That's all he said. That's all he said. <laughs> so we installed this beautiful like music living room and it was really lovely. And then, we had just like placed everything. The warehouse guys are probably the two that we had maybe, one of which was my husband. And we're just probably just like sweating our bits. And we're just like, leave that chair and then we'll load all the rest back into the truck. Yeah. Sounds like a claims they, nightmare. I know. And we say every time you move furniture, it just becomes closer to being firewood, right? Is that oh, saying? yeah. And so like, anyway, we just... We did it because we were passionate about it. And, you yeah. know, we're just like, maybe this will become a we're sale. Like, if they can and see it, way, we'll,
1: well, then if they can see it in their home, surely <laughs> they'll they'll totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you guys don't ever do that. Ever. <laughs> don't learn from ever, our mistakes. Ever.
0: But you know, but we are so I, passionate
1: about it. They were like, they're going to be obsessed with it because we can see it in our minds, mm. and we can see the drawing on paper, and it's all going to fit gorgeous. And and she loves all the materials. A lot of times
0: it would. I'm telling you a nightmare story yeah. because it did work occasionally, but we did realize it was a broken system. And probably because the sofa came back damaged we we're just like, well, I guess we'll eat that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the-
2: cost of tuition.
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh anyway. boy. We have said that anyway. <laughs> so much. Sorry. Yeah. But. Enter Corey. Okay. So what's the year when Corey placed starts?
2: Um, I met Tom in 2000, August of 2012. Tom is my husband. Yes. Yeah. Who's husband.
1: Who's a delivery guy for Alice Lane at the yeah. time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, uh, I met him randomly at UVU for like five minutes. I was interning for a guy who spoke, uh, at like little, I don't know, conferences. Little, yeah. Little conferences. Yeah. And i with zero credibility, he would have me like testify, like kind of after him, like about his like ability. Um, Tom, no, no, not Tom was in the audience. Okay. Um, you know, the guy I in- yeah. interned for yeah, though. Sure do. Um, and Tom came up to me after I, and he was like, Oh, you in a band. That's cool. And we talked and Tom started following me on Twitter, which I was not active on at all, mm-hmm. which is random. And uh, a few months later I was going through a divorce and I was in a, not in a great, you know, like spot obviously. And uh, I didn't have a job. I was donating plasma at the time for money. And I, so I went in to go don- donate plasma and they're like, your heart rate's like insane. you, you can't like we're denying you You can't. So I'm like, Oh, so I get no money this week. Okay, great. So I go to UVU and I'm just sitting there and it's way early and there's no one else there. And Tom comes walking down the stairs and he comes to say, hi. And he was like, how are you doing? I'm like horrible. And I was just completely honest with him. And, uh, we talked for like five minutes. He messaged me on Twitter later that night, asking me to go to dinner the following night. And, So I'm like, yeah, I don't know this guy at all, but I'm, what do I have to lose? Just sit at home and feel sorry for myself. Like I have been for the last two months. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I went to dinner and he didn't say anything like about like, you know, you going Suze. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I sit down, you guys got there a few minutes later and, um, I can honestly say that like when we were, I felt like we had been friends for like a long time. Mm -hmm. Instantly Suze had like picked up my water that I had been drinking out of when I was sitting there waiting for them and like took a drink out of it. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even say anything because it was like <laughs> that was literally 100
1: percent Suzanne. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was trying. I was You're trying what? to. What is my <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, trying it. to describe Suzanne to a friend of mine, and they, they're like, "She sounds like a warm Twinkie." <laughs> and I was like, "100 percent. Suzanne is take any hostess hostess cake and warm it up, and that is Suzanne Hall Uganuga in the middle, just spilling out oh, warmth, kindness, tastes like love." Mm. Mm-hmm. Sue hall. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Corey. That's
2: so, so um, so you were to my right. And so my water was right here. Your water was over there, but you picked, <laughs> you picked And I was like, that's, and so I, I just continued drinking out of it. And <laughs> 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 oh my uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then after that, I was just like, man, I just feel like I had known you guys for a long time. And then, so we ate dinner and Tom was like, yeah, I just feel like you'd be really good fit at Alistair. And, and I didn't tell him that like, I didn't have a job or anything. He just had thought that. And, uh, after, do you remember that you you were like, you should come back to our house and like, we'll make you like hot chocolate. Do you remember that? So we went to, Probably. We, we went to Smith's. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Yeah. So, um, I hopped in your guys' car and we went, to, <laughs> we went to Smith's. <laughs> this kinda ended terribly. We were <laughs> no. like cycles. Uh, and then oh. we went, yeah, we like, we went to your house, which was a part away. Cause we went to black sheep. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah. Like I, we just like hung out for a few hours and then the next day you had the project. Corey looked like lead singer of Jim Blossoms at this
0: point. I remember your hair was like down, like (laughs) longer. It was like past my my shoulders. Uh Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and then I interviewed with Adam in November of 2012 and, uh, I didn't hear from Adam for six weeks. I was like, I didn't get that job. Um, And then he called me December 31st of 2012. It's like, do you want to start like tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, great. Let's do it. So um, it was really cool though. Like when I came in, someone told me that Adam, when he met me, he just like had a feeling and that the way I dressed and I remember exactly what I was wearing. I had this like tweed, like blazer on and like a button up that I didn't button up all the way or like wear a tie. And I just, and then I just wore jeans with it. And he was just like, just the way he dressed, like was different, uh, something different about him. And uh so that's why I got, yeah, I got the job because of Susan Tom.
1: Amazing. So yeah. yeah and I remember being like, so you can't just hire everyone like (laughs) literally everyone off the street Um, because she was like so tom saw this guy and he was just like going through a really hard time and so i offered him a job at all lane (laughs) (laughs) and i was like sue we can't just offer everybody uh, jobs because sue was kind of responsible uh, for the roster and sue had the burning fire in her that i had like, mm-hmm. I feel like I kindled it, but then she was like the big logs on the fire and she kept bringing in big <laughs> logs to keep stoking the fire and all was saying, yeah, like, which was stop the flame, which is <laughs> just like, just which was just like such a love story and, um, kind of a best of album of people Sue had met in the, in the industry or reps she knew of or anything like that. And then we just, I think we're really quickened to just continue the work and do great work. And oddly enough, like really great people came to us, like clients that we still have today. One client had a brand new, beautiful, prestigious home in Summerlin, Summerlin, Las Vegas, double gated community. And one of my girlfriends I grew up with said, Oh, you should go to my friend's store in Utah. She lives in Las Vegas, shop in Las Vegas. It's way better than our store. Right. So she's like, I need to furnish my entire 10,000 square foot home. And so we're like, great, uh, we'll come out. We didn't have a policy yet for like travel or anything else. And we go see this house and we're like, oh, snap. I don't think <laughs> eight by 10 rugs are going to work. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It was just this incredible project and we really gelled and we liked each other a lot and we flew down there and um, we did the entire home and we did that parade home. Yep. And then we did another gal that was a single executive um, for a software company that had sold And did this dream home for her. And so the work was really, really great. And I feel like the market was really, really ready for us. And those people that were still doing well in their lane weren't experiencing 2008 quite like other people were, depending on the job. Which was also a big eye-opener to us that we could continue to do work in this market, even though... You know, we're selling furniture. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, we had so many key learnings. I feel like we could have written five books by now um, to just sort of talk about it along the way. But um, yeah, I think hire people that are better than you is a key learning for me because high tide raises all boats. And Suzanne Hall was definitely. A high tide mm-hmm. that came into Alice Lane. We got better people in and we all were obsessed with the game. We loved it. And we wore this Jersey of Alice Lane. Like, you know, like we were a professional team. Like we just really loved it. It meant something to us. It wasn't my name. They weren't working for me. We were working together on this thing.
0: I think that was also key too, is that Jess didn't have an ego. Still doesn't mm-hmm. to this day. She's wicked talented. And she like, loves design. You can feel it, but she's never had an ego. And so it felt like a really just a great opportunity for like my voice to be heard. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I'd been a designer for a little while, like a few years, but not for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't like a principal designer, but in my last firm, but I was just like, Oh my gosh, someone's listening to my ideas and we're talking about it and we're figuring out even something better. And, oh wow. That's a great idea. Jess, you know, yeah. and we just like bounced really well. So yeah, find people that you honestly love to work with, mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel like work. Cause like, yeah, I just think that that was key in yeah. staying and and it's yeah.
2: Your guys' individual passion, did it like when she was like passionate about something, did it like, you know, get you yeah. stoked, and vice versa? And we used totally. to say that
1: like, we would just sort of talk it out and we would come up with ideas. And, and by the time we came up with the very best and highest idea between the spitballing of the two of us, it was better than something that individually one of us would have come up with. Mm-hmm. And so I think a great collaboration and a designer is better than an individual designer. That's very, very talented totally. and has a lot of years experience because there's different point of views and perspectives and the synergy between it is greater than not having the synergy at all. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Yeah. And, so, and that Pat, I mean, like my point to that is passion is like contagious. I probably told this story before, but I was doing something I don't know. I used to like be, I used to like help with like our point of sale systems when we were in the Orm store. Corey's done every job at <laughs> yeah. Alice
0: Lane, which is why he's part of special projects. Cause he can do anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's,
2: yep. I, I that's just, I think what I'm good at is getting stuff done. So I was getting something done and I was overhearing Susanna's early in the morning before we opened and used to do like stylings and things. Mm-hmm. And you were the way you were talking to the stylists, like it was just a very like passionate, like it felt like a locker room speech. Like I was just like, <laughs> Whoa, this is like, this is insanely inspirational. And like, I felt like my passion for interior design. You're like, like I love rugs. Yeah. Let's go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like, this is yeah, I felt so inspired. And, um, I think like I absorbed some of your passion at, you know, in that mm-hmm. moment, I was like, that's, i that was a defining moment for me where I was like, wow, like I, I like love what I'm doing. I love being a part of this, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I think that's like why I'm still here, and I think that's why I, I've been obsessed with Alice Lane, and um, you know, why we all work together because we just we love mm-hmm. what this, you, yeah, you know, we love what we do. I think and, the
1: fire burns really, really bright in each of us, and and in the employees that we bring in, and we have like a really pretty firm policy as far as when we're interviewing people that we don't want egos, we have done that in the past. We brought in senior designers from other firms and they worked here for a little bit. And the ego thing is the fastest way to burn out the fire because then all of a sudden it's more of a insecurity or it becomes more about yourself and less about this dream of you guys designing out in front of you and not inside your head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're just really working for the common good and the common goal of making this house, whatever it can be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whose ideas it is. It's just, how do we make this exceptional? And if there's an ego in the room, they suck all the air out of that fire and it can't be burning. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it ruins, it ruins that, um, culture. For yep. the designers, Very and quickly. so we we like right away can kind of see it in the interview, and you can kind of see those things come out, and we're just like not for us. Nope. They're going to do great things on their own, but it's not going to fit in our culture.
0: We've inter- we've interviewed some like really talented, even like students. were are just like he's a shooting star. That that mm-hmm. is going somewhere, but it's like right now this isn't his spot. Yeah, you know he yeah. needs to learn a few things, and then
1: yeah, yeah for sure. So anyway, it's a, it's definitely a passion and it's been so fun to be on the journey with both of you as we've been just trying to figure out from cowboys to becoming like full blown professionals with processes and procedures and ways to, you know, protect the brand and get the right marketing and, and everything else. But that's kind of that's kind of the the story of us and how we kind of became such good friends, I think because we have a common goal, and I'll say this I've heard it somewhere else before, but i say it, I think it's really true that success is best when it's shared, mm. totally, yeah, agreed it's, this isn't, this isn't a story about me just because I was the oldest child amongst the three of us here. It's just that I had the guts to open it, but we all make the fire flame super, super bright. Mm -hmm. And that we all share in the success of whatever it is right now. Hopefully it will become, you know, even something that we're even more proud of it. But I think Mm -hmm. it's really fun to be in the boat with people rowing as hard as you are. And, um, And I think it's because of you guys and because of the rest of the team that we are where we are today. And we have all of this experience that Suzanne and I have forever wanted to like write a book and share along the way, because we are so passionate that we've been like, oh, if we had a book, we would say this, yes. we've, Sue and I have said that for since year one, yep. like when, or, and then chapter we started saying, two. when we have a book, <laughs> we're going to write chapter two. It's about husbands and how they often there were always the breaks, you guys, <laughs> yeah. the,
2: Lean the chair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave the chair.
1: take everything take. else away. And you're like, that poor wife is hundred percent stoked. Yeah. She spent yeah. all this time and energy with us over the week or weeks designing this space. And then we're willing to just deliver it for her for free to just prove to the husband that it's great. Mm -hmm. And he has no skin in the game. He doesn't even care about it. Mm -hmm. He walks by the room and is like, oh, great chair. Doesn't pay attention to any of it or his wife's passion. And you're like, that's really frustrating, you know? Yeah. So I think there's, there's so many things to be said in different chapters, but we finally decided to start the podcast so that we could just share some of the wisdom along the way. And of course, some of the laughs Mm. and, um, today that is, um, both Alice Lane home, Alice Lane interior design, and of course, dear Alice. So anyway, if you guys, do you guys have anything else to share about the journey of how we met? No. The journey of us. That's it. Great. Thanks so much for listening. You guys, if you have any questions, please send them in to dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. We'll catch you next time.
2: You everyone, Corey here. So I've been working on a special project and wanted to let you all know about it. Alice Lane now has an Amazon store and it is stocked with some of Alice Lane's best sellers, including our crystal candle dishes, the Harper handbook, Mark, the Italian blown glass dish, and a ton more. Go check it out by either searching Alice Lane Home Collection in the Amazon search bar or find our store link in the show notes. So go get yourself one of our rad accessories that you've been wanting. And when you do, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear it. Also, make sure to check back often because we are adding more products to our Amazon store every single month and giving bigger discounts than we can offer anywhere else. So again, either search for Alice Lane Home Collection in the Amazon search bar, or find our store link in the show notes. And don't forget, make sure to leave us a review.
1: Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating.